Good morning and happy Easter. We are so thankful that you have joined us with your family this morning. We're going to enter into a time of worship where we just get to use our voices to worship the Lord. So wherever you are this morning, we pray that you would find a place where you can worship the Lord with us this morning. Don't just read the words that are coming across the screen, but make it your anthem to the Lord this morning. Heavenly Father, we invite you into this place. God, we are so thankful that we get to come into your presence to worship you, to worship the risen Savior this morning, God. God, we are ready to worship you. Thank you, Jesus. God, I'm on my knees again. God, I'm begging, please, again. I need you. Oh, God, I need you. Water for my thirsty soul, I need you, oh God, I need you, your forgiveness is like sweet.
together as a church family to worship you. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, God. You are worthy. You are worthy, Jesus. Let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from. Oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide the ransom for my life oh he is my song you are good you're good oh you are good you're good And you are good, 
we give you praise. We think of you this morning, Lord. You are so worthy, Jesus. You are a good God. We worship you. You and you alone this morning, Lord, we worship. Thank you, Jesus. God, we're here to bring you glory. God, to give you honor. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will see of the goodness of God. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head. We'll sing of the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able. the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkest nights. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. I have lived in the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able. We'll sing of the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able. We'll sing of the goodness of God. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkest nights. You are close like no other. I've 
known you as a father I've known you as a friend and I have lived in the goodness of God and all my life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able I will see of the goodness of God and all my life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able I will see of the goodness of God oh I will see of the goodness of God thank you Jesus may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with you may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you in with you he is with you he is with you in the morning in the evening and you're coming and you're going and you're weeping and rejoicing he is for you 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 he is for you
generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor be upon you and the thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children in the morning in the evening and you're coming and you're going and you're weeping and rejoicing he is for you 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 Heavenly Father, thank you that we are, that you are for us. And Lord, we ask that, God, as we transition in our worship, Lord, Lord, we ask that, God, that, God, that we would realize that you are for us, that you want us to know you, that you want us to see you, that you want us to live for you, that you want us to be with you. God, I pray that any excuses that we have would cease. God, that we would give our lives to you this day. What better day than on Resurrection Sunday, on Easter Sunday, to give our lives to you. God, we thank you for what you're going to do this morning in the lives of of your people. Jesus' name. Amen. As we uh, transition in our worship, uh, you know, with uh, tithe and offering, I know it's going to be a little bit different this morning, but uh, what we would ask is that if if you don't want to use uh, the Tithely app that we have, you can always uh, uh, use that. You can always go online and use Tithely, but if you would, uh, if you don't, if you're not tech savvy or you don't want to, then we would just ask that you um, would would stop on by the uh, the church, and we will we will take up those offerings, you know, at that point. And uh, so, if, uh, if that would be your desire, your heart, then let us know, and we will meet you at you know, here at the church to receive those. But let's pray over the offering, Heavenly Father. We thank you for this morning, God. We thank you that you have blessed us so much, God. In a time that is so chaotic, Lord, we thank you that you are faithful. You are so faithful, Lord. And so, Lord, we ask that this morning that you would bless this offering to the furtherance of your kingdom, that you would use it to bring many souls to you. God, that you would give us ideas, that you would give us ways to be able to reach people around the world for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre. And they entered in, and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid, and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? 
He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that you uh, bless the reading of your word, that it would fall upon the fertile soil as a seed of your word. Uh, may they find a place in our hearts this morning that we would not reject it, that it would not fall upon the stony soil. Lord, we ask uh, that you would uh, bless this day. Thank you, Lord, that you are risen. You are not in that tomb anymore, but you are risen. You are alive, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 This morning, as, as uh, obviously we're all at home, we're all going to preach for a few moments on Easter at home. Easter is a celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. For those that do not uh, know, unlike Christmas, the time of the year that, that we can actually authenticate, you know, that we actually know there's been more biblical and extra-biblical references to Easter of the crucifixion of Christ, of the risen Savior, than any, uh, than any other event in history. And we know this um, through history books and those things, and Easter is clearly tied to the Passover. It's a celebration that, that is clearly marked on the Jewish calendar, and that the actual, uh, that that's the reason why the, his first coming gets most of the press and, and, and not necessarily the day. It, we know that in Christmas, we know that Jesus came as a babe, and oftentimes we like to celebrate that because who doesn't like to celebrate a cute little baby? We love those things, and the thing is, is that for most of us, we want to keep that cuteness with the Easter Bunny, but I'm here to tell you that there's something greater that happened three days later with Easter, that the resurrection of our Savior, the purpose of his coming is therefore highlighted in the part of the scripture, it shows that he did not come just to be with us, but to die for us. That he defeated sin and death so that we too may be raised from the dead and live with him in eternity. There are three, I want to talk to you this morning about three biblical meals that take place and that speak of his coming and also as we celebrate Easter this morning. One, one meal served as the announcement of his coming. Second meal served as the fulfillment of the purpose for his coming. The third meal served as the proof that he did what he came to do. Let's look at that first meal, which is the announcement of his coming. Exodus chapter 12, verse 13 says this, And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land. Isn't it great to know that the Lord will pass over those that are his, that we apply the blood of Christ to our lives and into our house and, and upon our family, that it says that he will pass over. That's something great to know nowadays with everything that's been going on. The Passover in Egypt spotlights the families of Israel being sheltered in place in their personal houses. It provides us a, a visual of what, of what we're going through this morning. That God, through the blood sacrifice of his son, protected, uh, is protecting us from death. That we don't have to worry about those things. And it, and it is more than a one-time event. It was an announcement. It was for the, the, the predecessor and, and the prophecy of, of the coming Lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world for all those who would trust in him. 
By faith in Jesus Christ, eternal death would pass over all who are sheltered under the blood that he shed. This thing, uh, this thing didn't actually just happen for once, but it was actually, it kept on going through families. Families would share this over and over and over again so they would not forget it, that the Jewish people would not forget it, that we as believers would not forget what God did originally, that his announcement of his coming was not just something that happened at the Passover, but it actually is spoken all throughout the Old Testament that he would come. And it is culminated in his announcement when John the Baptist in John chapter 1, verse 29 says, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. God always announces big events far enough in advance for us to be prepared. I pray that we are not, uh, that, that we don't miss this preparation that is going on. By the way, the next big event that's going to happen, and God has already announced, is the rapture of the church. And we don't have to worry about that as well. Family, for us as a family, as, as they had shared the Passover story from generation to generation to generation to tell about God's faithfulness, it is our responsibility as family, as father and mother, to exemplify, teach, and empower our children to receive the gospel. The parents provide the home and the covering, the atmosphere and the example, so that children will be equipped to receive the gift of salvation when they are ready. The next meal is the, is the moment of the fulfillment. The second meal is a celebration of the original Passover. It was done by the, the Israelites who were still obeying the command of God to reenact the Passover year after year after year. And Jesus symbolizes this in Matthew chapter 26, verse 26 through 29, when he says this. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it. And gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, you drink all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. The Passover celebration took place in the upper room, the same upper room that in 40 days will be the where the day of Pentecost took place, where the upper room where God baptizes his disciples and will continue to baptize believers in the Holy Spirit. It spotlights the disciples, which will soon be the representatives of that soon new birth church, the family and children of God. This church will be built, uh, built for those who believe that Jesus is, is the Lamb, the original Passover spoken of, uh, spoken of, and believe His blood is the fulfillment of the blood the Passover required. The Bible has always talked about that there must be a perfect sacrifice that needs to take place, a perfect sacrifice, so we don't have to do the temple sacrifices anymore. That's the reason why the temple was destroyed in 70 AD, is because the sacrifice had already the perfect sacrifice had already been sacrificed upon Jesus. It was there that Jesus revealed that he was and is the lamb that would supply the blood of cleansing and protection for us. Next is the truth of the resurrection after the meal. Do we ever, before I get there, do we ever think about the reason why Jesus was placed in a tomb in the first place? 
that what does the tomb represent? Death. That Jesus was really dead when he was placed in that tomb. That he was not taken away. That, and there's a reason why that the soldiers and the, and the emperor and all those around him wanted to make sure that it was sealed. Because they wanted to make sure that, and tell people that he was truly, truly dead. There's still a theory going on around the, that believing that Jesus only, they call it the swoon theory, that where Jesus kind of just passed out. And that was it. And that he really didn't die. But the fact that he was placed in a tomb, a stone rolled in front of it, and a seal placed upon it showed not only the government's fear that he was the risen Savior, that he would truly raise from the dead, but it also shows that he was truly dead. This proof shows in the resurrection, this meal happened after the resurrection of Jesus. It was the meal at which Jesus revealed himself as the glorified Christ and the victor over sin and death. Luke chapter 24, verses 30 and 32 says this, And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it. It's interesting that he sat down and he had the same, same thing again. He blessed it and broke it and gave to them, and their eyes were opened, and they knew him. And he vanished out of their sight, and they said one to another, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us by the way? And while he, he opened to us the scriptures. Now think about that. They just had meal with what most people would consider to be a dead man. He was gone. He was dead. He was laid in the tomb for three days. Remember the story of Lazarus. Lazarus was in the tomb for four days. And Jesus spoke to him and he came out. But what did they say? He said, why would we go in there? By now he stinks. They just basically had a meal with a dead man, but he's not dead. He's alive. He's risen. Jesus is alive. He, he, he talked with them. He ate with them. He was seen by many. He, he was he, They touched his body, and he even sat down to eat with them. He was glorified. He was no longer bound to earth. He could move between heaven and earth at will. Let's talk about the importance of these meals. From the beginning, God chose meals, human hunger and eating as special opportunities for revelation and communication. Eating is obviously something that is required for life. Now I know people say, well, I'm starved to death. Well, most of the time we use that as a thing of saying that we're really hungry. But for most of us that will see this, that we really are not being starved to death. But we use this because it sustains and it prolongs life. We need to eat. If we don't eat, we lose our strength. But how many of you know that oftentimes when we eat, that we give us strength, but also along with that strength, it also adds joy and pleasure to our lives. It's a, it's a gathering time, a place for our family, the community, and for the church. This is where we share, we talk, we laugh, and exchange life. It's around meals. Think about any time that we've had a potluck, what happened? I enjoy them because of the fact that I see the church coming together, but also I hear laughter and joy of people sharing stories about what God has done in their lives and what they are going to do this day. Also think about back to the Garden of Eden. And all of its many provisions were established before that man was formed from the dust of the ground. God had, had created all the food and everything else that we would need before man was even created. God created fruit-bearing plants in the garden so that man would have food 
to eat upon his arrival. God prepared man's food before he made Adam in his own image. In the same way, Jesus' crucifixion and death on the cross were planned even before the world was created or Adam had sinned. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 through 20 says this, For as, mu uh, as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, for, you, uh, for your vain conversation received by the tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. God has shown his desire to prepare a meal for us again and again throughout Scripture. God has God provided daily manna for his people as they journeyed 40 years through the wilderness. The promised land was described as a place of place of seed time and harvest where food could be harvested, stored up, and enjoyed any time its inhabitants or its people desired it. The land just uh, provided wheat for bread, wine, milk, and honey. Jesus also shows his concern for a meal when he fed the 5,000 from a boy's lunch that he miraculously multiplied. So it's no wonder that when the Passover hits fulfillment, that when Easter happens, that the proof of his resurrection and glorification all happen at a meal. It is also no surprise that Jesus declared that he was the bread of life. In other words, he was to be considered the meal that produced eternal life. John chapter 6, verses 53 through 58 says this, Then Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso, whosoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood dwells in me, and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, I live by the Father. So he that eats me, even he shall live by me. This is, this is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna, are dead. He that eats of this bread shall live forever. Amen. 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 That we can we can partake of Christ in this fashion that we can have eternal life. That it's not that we go to the store and we buy a loaf of bread and then afterward, afterwards we die. But it is eternal life giving. That it, it is for all of eternity. Jesus is the bread, the manna, the safe place, the strength and life that is meant to be enjoyed and consumed. I have often heard it said that we have as much Jesus as we want. Eat of him abundantly. Partake of him because you know what? He is more than enough. He is more than enough. The New Testament communion that is that replaced the Passover meal for the church is a symbol of what Jesus 
was teaching us to do and receive by faith. The juice and the, uh, and the broken bread symbolized his blood and his flesh. They point back to what he did and forward to what he is going to do. This, mor uh, this morning as we get ready to uh, take those communion elements out, out the box, make sure you get the juice and and the cracker that it has been provided. I want to read this portion of scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus Christ, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, also he took the cup. And when he had, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as often as, as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he come. Think about that last part where it says until, the, until he come, he is coming back. He is coming back. Make sure your life is right with the Lord this morning. Jesus is the spiritual flesh and blood we receive by faith. He is the salvation from the death angel headed our way. He is, his blood is our cleansing and our protection. How fitting that we celebrate the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world around a meal and around a table at the Easter celebration. I encourage you this morning. I encourage you this morning as families, enjoy your family. Enjoy the flavors and the, and the fellowship and the readings of Scripture and the songs that we all, that we all speak of the life, death, the resurrection Jesus. This morning as we get ready to partake, let's first take that cup. Sorry, take, take the cracker that symbolizes his broken body. And let's give thanks to the Lord for it. Heavenly Father, we thank you that by your stripes that we are healed, that these that the stripes you took upon your back, the beating and the punishment, the thorns upon your head, the nails in your hands and your feet. God, may we not forget that. Lord, I pray that you would that you would always be upon our mind of what you did for us. That as we partake of this of the symbol of, of your broken body, may we remember Remember what you did for us. In Jesus' name.
cup that symbolized his blood that was poured out upon us, upon for us at Calvary. That blood is what is now white uh, is now applied to our the doorpost of our heart and our life as the, the original Passover cup where Jesus is our Passover lamb. And by his blood, that is what washes away our sins. That is what takes us as we remember it. Let's thank the Lord for what he did at Calvary. Let's partake. God, we thank you. We thank you for your blood that was shed upon the cross for us. God, help us to never take it for granted. Help us to never take the communion table for granted. But God, always remember that you are the reason why we are able to be free and receive salvation. It is only by you that we are able to do anything. So many people want to trust in doctors and, and trust in, in governments and trust in so many things. The Lord Jesus we trust in you. What is impossible for man to do, it is, there is nothing impossible with God. And so, Lord, we, we thank you, God, for cleansing us and protecting us and keeping us, Lord. God, I thank you. Let's also remember that Remember the first coming of the Lamb of God and His blood as, as we just partook of communion. Remember His resurrection, but also His glorified body. And let's also anticipate His soon coming return. We will, in essence, celebrate the gospel as families as around the meal, just as was done in the, in the biblical times. I pray that, that those that are sheltered in place this Easter that this will be the most transformational Easter that we have ever had since the first shelter-in-place Passover took place in Egypt. I pray also for those that this morning that do not know Jesus Christ, if you're watching this, I pray that right now, that wherever you're at, that you would, would accept him as your Lord and Savior, that you would leave your life of sin that you would repent. That's what that word means. Repent means to leave your life of sin, to turn away from it and follow Jesus Christ. I pray that this has been a blessing to you this morning. I pray that you would receive the Savior today. As we prayed earlier, I pray that this Easter, that this, what better day to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior than on Resurrection Sunday, on Easter Sunday. That your old life is dead and gone and buried. And you have newness of life in Jesus Christ. God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for every single person that is watching this this morning. I ask that, Lord, if they don't know you, God, I pray that you would not leave them. For your word says that you will not leave us nor forsake us. That you would continue to speak and to speak and to speak until they made that decision to follow you and live their life for you. God, I pray that we as believers would not take communion, would not take Good Friday, would not take Easter for granted. God, we would remember what you've done for us until you come. 